0: Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. (laughs) Well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. After this interview was done, it felt like I had just gone to class. She, until this day, she still schools me, gives me advice. I am so excited to call this woman a friend and a mentor and one of the biggest talents out there. Antoinette Messam is just mind-blowing in this interview. Okay, here we go. Hello, do Switch woman. formats.
1: It wasn't Don't showing e- on my iPad, so it always comes up on my iPhone. So now I'm holding the phone.
0: That's that's the thing, is that even um uh Eric
1: Damon from Gossip Girl, he was so used to going to it on his lap uh laptop. Right yeah. Now. And for some reason it wasn't working. So I'm hoping I can flip to the iPad in a second. Because hold Try. The- let's see. I'm oh, okay. Holding the phone is not cute. Hold on. <laughs> I know. It's hard. Maybe you can put it up against. Is there
0: something you can put it up against maybe?
1: Yeah. There. How's
0: that? Perfect. Done. And by okay. the way, do you realize that you have a queen, a crown going on? I love the background. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so first off, thank you so much for being here. Antoinette, do me a favor. Pronounce your last name. Well,
1: that's the issue. Okay. Jamaicans say Mesum. Canadians say Massam. And then there's (laughs) many people who fiddle around with it, and I answer to both, but officially it's Messam. Messam. Okay, good. I must be Jamaican, because that's the way that
0: I said it. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. I've got great questions. I was up doing research that I I just dove into your world, but I'm going to do a little introduction for the fans, for the students, whoever the heck is watching, on some of her credits, okay? So a funny thing is if you guys know Eric Bell for the actor. I told him that Antoinette was going to be here and he said to me, "That is Mama Messam. That is my queen, she is family." You. Let me tell And let me tell you, I got so many texts this morning saying, "Tell Antoinette hello. Tell Antoinette hello. You within the designers community?" How do you know everybody? Is it just your work or do you just get around?
1: I mean, you have so many friends. I'm I make it a point to go and introduce myself. I love that. You know, I- um, when I first came out to, started coming out to LA and New York, I didn't know a lot of people and I just made it a point when I went to meetings or industry events or especially the CGG events, I went That's and it. introduced myself.
0: I love that. I always tell my friend, Soyan, who's an amazing designer, I always tell her, do your best to get involved because we have become a really tight group here. So you are loved. Let's just say that.
1: Um, shout out, love to all of you. They've been so amazing and helpful and supportive, you
0: know? Supportive, right? That's like, because we're traveling all the time. And we're always like, who do we hire? What do we do? So speaking of, you know, career and traveling, her most recent, now everyone keep in mind, all you college students out there, the credits that I'm saying right now are five of four, I think you've designed 47 fil- I mean, it's mind
1: blowing. I- well, it's a little more, but I, IMDB started adding credits about three years into my career. But that's- <laughs> <laughs> So there's more. I mean, it's, I've got ones like, OK, so
0: um, it's called All Day and a Night. And that, that one, I was you know I was looking up, and one of the quotes and one of the questions was from like a father to a son. What would you do if you could, if you had all day and the night to change your life? And so that, that's one that I'm going to get on. Hold the Dark, Superfly, which is, by the way, this is why I I I'm wearing
1: <laughs> I tried to channel it.
0: <laughs> I tried to channel it. I'm doing my best. Who knows if I have pants on, but I'm doing my best up here, OK? <laughs> Um, Then we've got Creed, we've got Orphan, which is creepy as AF. I can't even like some of your work. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight. So, those. Oh, also, here's what was interesting too. You are an award-winning CAFTAD designer, and you were one of the original founders of that. What What is CAFTAD yeah. for those that don't know? CafCad.
1: Um, CafCad is an or- not-for-profit, nonpartisan Canadian organization for costumers. We started a a select group of costume designers, assistant costume designers, illustrators, sat in Mm -hmm. my restaurant 10 years ago and talked about what we needed to do to come together as a community and also to promote ourselves and support ourselves and and teach, help to train. I mean, we're lucky, lucky that with the unions that we have in Toronto, they do have education and they do. They do, do I know. Yes, I've heard but that. what we found is before you got into the union, you know, and we we do. Um, it's it's come a long way, and I'm so incredibly proud of what we've accomplished with CAC. We started out with uh, meetings and community events. We even had um, what we call uh, our We, I can't, the name just dropped me. But we sell, we we do a sale twice a year that is a fundraiser for the organization. But it also gives stylists, costume designers, costumers the opportunity to have their their own in-house flea market. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And um, the CAF Academy is amazing. We have great online courses right now where you can log on and, if not, take a course with a live panel. Do online March. courses and uh, Louis Sakera, Joanna Sakoma just did an amazing um, interview. The process of interviewing and presentation, mm. and start to finish, and it was really great. I took it and I learned a few things. Is that open? Because I am
0: member. I am a member of uh, 891 and 892, and I guess my secret's out that I am also. I'm seeing if there's any producers in the room. I am also Canadian. <laughs> but I don't want to get paid as one, I'm trying to get paid as an American, but I had submitted for a caf award and now I'm getting these wonderful emails of all these classes. Mm-hmm. Is it open to only union members or?
1: No, it's open to everyone. It's not oh. a, it, we are sponsors and supported by the union, but we're, it's not a union it's organization. It's a Got non-profit, it. non-partisan we have freelancers, we have non-union costume designers and stylists and costumers, as well as union. Our executive board is made up of not only East Coast, but West Coast um, members of the board. That's great. Yeah. No, it's, it's good for I more get, education. I get this question all the time. Yeah. How do you, what do you do to get started in the business? Yeah. Become a member of CAFCAD and take some courses. Wow, there, there's your answer. Great, my my interview's done.
0: Thank you very much. No, uh, everyone that's tuning. We've got Ellen Mirage here, Philip here. I've got Tory Class, which is she's my favorite shopper in Vancouver. Sorry, guys, don't feel you know. So we've got a great, great crowd right now. Um, now, during uh, when this pandemic hit, you know, your body of work, Meredith, is like, oh my god, this is the costume designer who's doing the all black western. and i was like who is this woman and uh, antoinette you're gonna see during this interview with your body of work you have worked with too many of my boyfriends so on this one (laughs) yeah just wait so on this one um you were working with idris elba and this is produced by jay-z
1: yeah
0: ish yeah so can you explain you you're doing this prep like a prep for western was it one of your biggest films it sounds like it's huge it's huge
1: it's it is one of my it is one of my biggest films yeah. and it's similar in the size and scope to hold the dark in terms of cast and, and Got it. members but what is different is um, you know hold the Dark was creating a new creating a world that was sort of timeless in mm-hmm. You know, a very remote location, and you know, researching Inuits and Alaska, and you know, um, then switching gears, both for Netflix, this wow. is a um, stylized western, almost fantasized, contemporary, <laughs> it, or it's it's not. We're using. Hi. um the period, the Victorian period, but in a time period between eighteen seventy to eighteen ninety, and I kind of zoned in on the period just after the big crinoline skirts and just okay. before the leg you know, okay. just to kind of help keep the lines um, cleaner, simpler, but also in in the slant of 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 the style that my director is looking for. It gave me a little bit more room to play and, and be creative. Right. Whereas if I locked on to a date that was a little later or a little earlier than it have, it'd be very definite in the Oh, film.
0: interesting. So you found yeah. her period that gave you a little more room. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: cool. Yeah. Wow. So we, we worked that out. Um, this was a film that started prep last year and then went down because of actor availability. And right. so it gave my director and I, and my assistant costume designer, time to really hone in on the creative direction we were going.
0: I, I mean, I can't even imagine that research and also putting your little twist on it and your flavor on it. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you, you walked <sighs> into my office and it was kind of confusing. I remember Eddie, who's on here. Hi, Eddie, at Western, walking into my shop and looking Our around. Our sponsor. <laughs> wow! Oh
0: yeah. Now, did you have offices where did Eddie see? You,
1: were you prepping out of LA? Yeah. We prepped in LA for several oh. months at Western and the Bungalow, and so blessed to have been there. The the work that my t- the tailor our tailor Jack and our our women's builder Jose were doing, like they were so excited because were oh, yeah. very hands on, and again adapting the silhouette. And just tweaking it in areas to, I wouldn't even say modern. Yeah. Just, you know, I, it's almost like I could be a Western in, you know, the far, in in the future, you know?
0: No, I think that's smart, too. I think it becomes, you know, the younger generation sometimes, like, how can I connect? And So you just put a dash of something, you know, that's not so you know, tight during that era. And I think you're going to get a broader audience whenever
1: this comes out, you know, hopefully in. Well, there's that. But also, yeah. James Samuel is my director. He's um producing partner with Jay-Z. They, they did the music for Great Gatsby. Right. And um his- oh, and Crabtree's here. Sorry, I got to say hey. hi to Ann. I haven't seen her hey. in a while. <laughs> Costume designers in the house.
0: Oh, Cynthia out. Summers just landed. This is okay. great. This is great.
1: Um, But yeah, he. He had a vision, he, it's his baby, he wrote this script, okay. and he wanted to have a world that he felt if there were a community of, of affluent mm-hmm. and, and gangster totally. people in, in that period, how would they live and what would they look like? It's his world, and I'm just along for the ride.
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you, uh, your clothes and the cast Forget it. Like I, like, I went to go look up the cast, and I was like, "Are they single? Are they single? Are they? this is like the hot as can be." And speaking of worlds, you, your body work is so big, and Toronto, Vancouver, Canada has become one of the biggest epicenters to shoot in. But when you started, I was reading this. I think I read 7,900 articles of yours. And one of the articles was saying, you know, I didn't look like the people coming in for interviews. You know, the industry is just starting to, you know, sprinkle with diversity and starting to really grow in that area. I'm curious, when you started so long ago in Toronto, How did you get people's minds to open up? Or how did you get that door open? Was it a person? Was it all you? Was it a mentor? What was it? Give me me a taste of what it was like back then. Great
1: question, Mandy. Um, It's, um, it was hard. I remember going in for one interview and they thought I was a courier dropping off the portfolio. Oh my God. Uh, And that's when I decided that I had to get an agent. And I was very, very fortunate. That I was able, with the help of my um, one of my producers at the time, Wendy Green. Shout out to Wendy Green. I did a series for her. My first series was ninety two, ninety three, Catwalk, and she um, told me, you know, once I started left that and started going out for other things, and I called her and said, "This is hard." Yeah. Um. And she recommended I do that. And I met with Tina Horitz, who was with um, another agency at the time as an assistant, and took me on as her first assistant, a first client. I was that's smart as for as well. her, too, though. You know, yeah. that's her start and, of her journey. And, and she started with me, and it was it was great. But I think she felt for me, because at that time, there was not another um, Black or I woman even, uh, yeah. or of color designing yeah. And, you know, several people have mentioned and told Tina actually that I'm the first black Canadian costume designer, but we've never been able to verify that. I wow. just know that I'm proud of the fact that... I just got the chills. Are, like, that's... Some, yeah. Well, it's, it's a fact. I mean, it's a fact. It's not... It doesn't, it doesn't define me. I'm a of costume course. designer first. But I also... It was important for me to where I could encourage mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. Um, other women and or people of color, because yeah. you know, yeah. when I say people of color, I'm I'm a rainbow coalition baby. I'm Jamaican. I'm Jamaican <laughs> wait, wait, wait! A rainbow US. coalition baby. I love well, that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I define myself as a black woman who yeah. happens to be a costume designer. Yeah. But we we I we have so such a wealth of. Um, international ethnic across Canada. And 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 I just find sometimes the labels tend to try to pigeonhole you. You know what I mean? It's so, easy. It's lazy. It's easy. Yeah. You know, that's what they took. Yeah. I mean, if anybody asks me, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that defines me. I'm Canadian. I, that defines. Me. But I, my point I, being is it was hard. It was very hard. And it was good to have a middle person to be my, you know, help open those doors for me. And, and that's where I, I mean, I've had agents, pretty much my adult life, all my adult life for, right. from one career to another, right. But it wasn't foreign to me to to turn to an agent for help to get into those doors. And I mean, once you got in those relationships you, you you made were your own. That, yes. So, but um, having that help to open the door was amazing.
0: And you were uh, wise enough and not, um, um, you didn't assume like, oh, I can do this on my own. You know, like even myself, uh, I, I, this wasn't that long ago. This was about seven years ago. And I had a producer sit me down and, and I had interviewed for her in the past. And I had dreadlocks and I think I still had some piercings. And she said, you know, Mandy, you taught me not to judge these first impressions. And she said straight up, I did not hire you because the way that you looked. Now, granted, you want to look good when you go in for an interview. But she said, I, didn't, I was put off because she was very conservative. And you know, it's time for people to open their minds and open their eyes to what is out there, you know? I mean, what, what would we have done without you, Antoinette?
1: Sorry. Uh, I love your I glasses. have to put my glasses because I'm seeing a am lighting up with all the Jamaican flags, Jamaican-Canadian flags. It's so it.
0: cool.
1: I told them to call out because I was saying all the Canadians
0: in the house and I didn't realize how many. I was like, okay, there is and,
1: <laughs> there's so many on here. Out, shout out to the family across the world.
0: <laughs> no, I happened. think it, this is so, we have so many awesome people on here and this is so great. And what I was telling them to begin with is, unfortunately, if we keep, uh, fortunately, if we keep this within an hour, then it posts perfectly. So if we run over, sometimes it can get complicated. So we've got we've got a good amount of time left, but that's what I want to let them know is it goes right to um, IGTV, which is great. So uh, what was funny was I started to get into your films and I realized that like I couldn't sleep because some of your films, Antoinette, are dark and scary. Hold the Dark, even just the trailer for Hold the Dark yeah. was so good and I... Sometimes I don't ask specific questions about films, but your work is so interesting. I want to ask about number one: Are you and Jeffrey Wright's writer? Like, are you required on all his films?
1: <laughs> I love Jeffrey. Oh my god! Um, That's what I was going to ask. First of all, how is he? He's amazing. He's very. Um, he's very much. He he needs. He morphs into the costume like he he. He become, you know, he mo- he molds. I don't even know how to express it. With yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah. But Jeffrey doesn't talk to you much before he gets there. You know, I remember Cicely Tyson had me send everything to her before. Time. You know, yeah. Idris same things, sent everything. Yeah. But he wants. He likes to get there and see it.
0: Ooh, and I like that. I like that.
1: Very visual, very hands on, and then he starts to play, and we mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean all. All Day and the Night was an incredibly um, dark film, but the experience of working with Ashton and, and Jeffrey and what the clothes meant to them to help tell the story was right. incredible. And you had to work, where did you shoot that? Oakland, Oakland. Oakland, California? Yeah, All Day and the Night was shot in Oakland. I'm sorry, did I switch gears? We were talking about- Yes, Hold the 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 dark. Dark. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> um Hold the Dark was, shot we started in calgary we did uh, i mean we were going way up in the mountains an hour two we were on location in calgary like we literally had to pack up and move two three hours out to go up into where <sighs> you know where you would see wolves and i was told that game of thrones shot up there as well which was really exciting and used you had wolf. to have
0: everything
1: ready and yeah. like
0: i wanted to talk about working with pelts. And I know this sounds like to people like because before Vancouver, I didn't understand the severity of Mm -hmm. keeping actors warm. Yeah, and the unglamorous part of costume designing and that becomes like 50% of your job to make sure not only is like pelts working with pelt have you ever worked with because if you guys look at hold the dark, the cover of that movie, the poster is Jeffrey Wright in this hooded you know, animal skin. How did you describe the construction of all that?
1: Well, that was a first. I, yeah. I mean, I've dressed people in fur throughout my career before. I mean, yeah. we, we grew up in Canada. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. My thirty is a good day in the in the winter. So <laughs> that's horrible um, <laughs> And so I'm not. I wasn't foreign. I wasn't on a, on familiar with fur, but I'd never cut fur before. Yeah. It's, and so. um, with research, we found, um, I thought I could have gotten it in Calgary. And they do have, with the Native community there, they do have fur. And people have to understand, um, and I'm not going to preach right. politics here, but it's that fine line with, first, making sure your 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 talent is comfortable wearing it fur, and yeah. second, you um, it's part of. It was part of the story. It was a very integral part of the story. That coat. So. I mean, we're, we're we're shooting in what was, made to be an Alaskan, a, a remote Alaskan town. This is how those people made their living. Right. Yeah. You know? um, so we we found a place in northern Quebec, and I mean, I I went across the world looking for where was it. A-
0: Oh, wait, she just froze. Just one second. She'll come back. Oh, there
1: we are. Okay. Yeah. With um, making sure that what we had was, was skins that was, how should I put it? They were honest with me that some were road kills. Some were, you know, brought to them. Yeah. And no, I like that. that. That At least I felt I did that as that. Totally. One, right? Totally. But Working with some my Calgary cutter and her stitchers, they had worked with fur before because mm-hmm. we literally had to, as a pattern, cut the skins to make those those garments. And um, and luckily for me, I had you know a cutter in Toronto who I also had um, one of our actors, a female who was in the this, this skins, we had to send to Toronto for her to be fit. So working with people there in Toronto who also knew how to work with skin. So it yeah. it, it, was, it was challenging, but I was, there's something about learning something new with every project. If you can't take something away from each job you've yeah. worked on, I mean, then you have to stop and think with all the time and energy and heart we put into this point. Yeah. Right? And I always, when I look at, when I'm called or, Asked or sent a script, I always look at it as like, am I going to grow from this? Is there
0: anything that. That I'm gonna be able to <clears throat> from this? No, I, Ellen Mirajnik said, I didn't want to do another movie about boys and cars. She's like, I just, you know, I wanted to, like you said, growing from each project, but just getting into hold the dark. I knew there was a newness and a challenge to it. That of course, if mm-hmm. you look at Antoinette's work and you guys, college students, go on IMDb. And her work has this, this diverse grit to it where it's not that you're a one trick pony. You're going from gangster movies to love stories to sexy, sexy movies like Lie to Me. And then Ah. you're going to Jeffrey Wright. I mean, (laughs) literally back to back movies where Jeffrey Wright was in prison and then working with natives and wolves like <laughs> it couldn't have been more different so your resume you can tell that you take the time to choose the projects that do I challenge do, you. and sometimes I go hungry because I'm so picky <laughs> right no but it right, says a lot it, about your resume
1: yeah it's important I mean at the beginning of my career when you're in in in, in a tax credit location which mm-hmm. Toronto was you know you it's what in the beginning, especially it's what comes to you, right? right? So it's what is there this season? What is there? What is your next options based on what's coming to you? Yeah. And it was just important to me um, to get to a place where it wasn't about the three options that I was being called for that were shooting my hometown, but about the script about the story. I mean, I think I've been doing this long enough now that I wanted to stretch, I yeah. wanted to work again with people like Jeffrey Wright, you know, <laughs> so working with Jeffrey in Calgary and Canada, but now and then working with Jeffrey again, in Oakland, to completely when I say <laughs> as far across the spectrum <laughs> as you can possibly get, but both very dark stories. Oh, Never. that's what it
0: was. I couldn't sleep last night. I was like, this is like messed up. But, but, you know, I could tell there was good scripts behind it.
1: Yeah. I, um, when I first came out here, I asked my agent, could you please find me a romantic comedy? <laughs> a With some dresses just after orphan. And I'm like, I need something colorful. I need some light. something yeah. light wedding dress, Mandy Moore in a wedding dress. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen Lutz in a beautiful suit, like pretty clothes. No blood, mm-hmm. no agent dying. I want to keep my nails. You know, I was- know I say that
0: all the time. You can tell when a costume designer is really working because if her nails are too perfect, you're like, I think you're unemployed. <laughs> 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 you're way too clean, Rick, Well, who's not saying? You know now, but yeah. I, I, have you have you ever done a like kind of glam movie like that or glam TV show? Yeah. Um,
1: Which one love was wedding Love Wedding Marriage? Was it was. It was. Very- um it was very pretty it was very yeah. colorful we shot it in new orleans it was a pretty love story you know that's um, nice
0: that's nice to be able yeah. to got to
1: wear got to use samples
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah got to wear shoes that didn't have to be for the snow right yeah, i mean exactly. or, you know there's.
1: It was, snow, gorgeous. It, was a, it was a really pretty film
0: yeah i think i want a lot of um whoever's watching i want you guys to realize that for a Toronto-based designer, for them to hire... Oh, my gosh. Hold on. We have a guest for a second. Oh, now he's gone. Piggy was about to jump on my lap. Um, for them to take a Toronto-based designer to Oakland, you're good, Antoinette, because they could have easily hired a Los Angeles person, but you, you know, your reputation now is they're pulling you from where you're at and bringing you to the state. So that that's a huge accomplishment if, you know, people students don't realize too well I,
1: well I should clarify oh for you, yeah because I'm I'm not based in Toronto I'm oh based why did Australia I think you was? because oh, I um, wow. I've been very patriotically Canadian lately <sighs> <laughs> I'm, I'm craving home maybe it's the political landscape I don't know but um I'm based here. I'm a U.S. citizen. Okay, so that's funny because I used to think
0: that you stayed up super late on Instagram. I was like, how is she on Toronto time? Still on Instagram. You're on L.A. time. I'm down the street from you. Okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. Now it all makes sense. You're not like an insomniac. This is great. Um, Speaking of uh, another film and the reason I wore my coat today, Mm -hmm. I started this is another cast which um my uh well no actually one of my uh boyfriends that you worked with i'm trying to michael um from the wire what the heck is his name michael michael b no that's
1: i thought michael jordan worked no well we'll, we'll come back to that there was another yeah um he he was on the wire and why is his name Michael, I know I had it in in my notes, too. That's okay. We'll
0: come back to that. But speaking of like other gorgeous people, Our products,
1: were- who, who was in Superfly? <laughs> Michael. <laughs> he was also the wire. He's a, he, no, no, that's not Michael B Jordan. But anyways, we all know who he is. He, that's okay. We'll it was, figure it out. Yeah. But so he, um, Dressing him. Again, an actor who clothes like I had more fun dressing him than Fifty percent of the cast on Super. because Club. he loves clothes, right? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, and and some of the places we wanted to go um, was too far for for X director X. Right, um, but it had you it, worked with director X before? No, there. Denae did it. Mike Kenneth, Mike is it Michael, Michael K. Okay, Williams. Williams. Yeah. Right. He Williams. Ab- yeah, he has an he has abbreviation.
0: Anyway, yeah. he's super hot. Um, yeah. uh, but in Superfly, I started watching. I mean, I got into your clothes so much that I watched an interview on Wendy Williams last night because <laughs> this. In case you guys don't know, Superfly was a 1972 black exploitation film that literally the clothes, the jackets, everything that made the film. And so you to take on a contemporary version of that. I read an article that the director, Michael K. Williams, of course, Phil Phil knows. Um, To be a costume designer, I read an article where it said, if Antoinette didn't get the costumes right, the film wouldn't be right. Like, that was such, literally. And it went on to say, that's what (laughs) what I was saying. The pressure of that. But one of the things I was looking at was the poster. So the poster, and you know, I'm all about modern flavor, modern clothes. And the poster, you literally put him in two different coats with three lapels with two. I mean, that was one of my favorite looks. How did that come about, if you can remember? Because his looks were so dope. It was sick. Do you remember?
1: Yeah, that was fun. When he when we layered that and he, <sighs> and he turned around and both of us just said, "This is it," you know. And it was the opening look. We it was everything, it's everywhere, like cracking him through all this scene in that outfit. Um, we it just was the thing about Superfly. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, did I study the first film? before I made the remake. And I didn't. I knew the film. I actually owned old VHS copies. The costumes were so well done. But I I wanted it to have that flavor of that mm -hmm. film without being copy updating it literally. And It wasn't until after when I saw the, you know, the cut of it, that I'm like, oh my God, there was so many things that were like a direct tying. That you don't even mean to? I don't even mean to. That's cool. So that, what we did was the movement of the first Ron Neal in the first Superfly, he always had long coats, always had the drama, always had the drape. (sighs) And... When we tried that outfit that you love, we only had the first leather jacket underneath. Okay. But it wasn't enough. Yeah. And um, I had this fear of God sample leather thing that we didn't know what we were going to do. I was wondering, there. the outer layer was fear of God? Fear of God. Yeah. I'd gone to, you know, I'd gone with Joel Silver to, when, we, when I first got hired for it, Joel's like, I'm going to this fashion show, you've got to come. And it, it turned out to be a private, you know, show that Madison had for fear of God. Yeah. And um, going in with Joel Silver and security, it was intense. I was going to say, that's major. But it was, that coat was one of the one things that I was like, I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I'd like to use it. That's it. And when we threw it over and popped the collar, bam. I I mean, I was
0: looking, I was trying to like zoom in. I was like, I think it's like three collars. And my friend, Angela Davis years ago said, oh, I have my, my brother is a fashion designer. You should start, you know, using this stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. Her brother is fear God, the designer. <laughs> and so when I saw that coat, I was like, I really missed my chance. Cause that coat
1: said so much. Was it thin leather? It just looked
0: beautiful
1: on him. Um, The, the one underneath was very thin. The Got it. jacket on top was pretty weighty. Well, it, it didn't so it look... It didn't look
0: bulky. It didn't add. It still kept his clean lines. And, you know, Eduardo Castro is here. And he loves to talk about um, palettes and tones and colors. And one of the coolest things that you did, and I'm dying to know whose idea it was, you have the Snow Patrol. They're like the bad guys. (laughs) They're all in white. They were so cool looking. Did that come from here? Where did you pull that out of?
1: Well. So combination, cool. yeah. it was scripted that they were all in white, but there was not a definitive look. Right. And then it just, it started coming to me and shout out to my assistant designer at the time, Megan, Megan scoured Atlanta flea markets, small town malls, mm-hmm. online, like her and our buyer, um, turns just like, because they were all stuntmen. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Costume, oh had to have a minimum of five to seven feet. And um, we found some great looks across, but it wasn't until I started looking at them on a group and I had to turn around and give love. And I think he Who dress all in white all the time. And he started sharing images of me. And I realized, oh, my God. I basically took my son's closet and how he dresses and put it on. No way. No
0: way. Did he, did he
1: figure that out? Yes. He figured <laughs> it out. He's like, Mom, he's literally in the movie theater. And he's sending pictures. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, look at his He's out. like, hello, here. where's
0: my credit? Thank you very yeah, much, Mom. Hollywood Nice.
1: That's my baby. Oh. And um, so I sent it to X, director X, yeah, and he yeah. was Thin. And it was, uh, it was, it was kind of, it was amazing because, <laughs> you know, Jacqueline, I've got to give you love. My son has helped me so many Aww. times. He wasn't an indirect consultant on, totally. on all day and a night and, and for the urban for, um, Superfly. Like if I need to know where to get running shoes yeah. or sneakers or what yeah. flies, jeans or sneakers, I hit up my kid. <laughs> I love that you said. I love that you said sneakers because when I
0: first went to uh, Canada, I kept on hearing this word runners, runners, and I'm like, I don't know. I just need dunks. I need some sneakers. They're like, you mean runners? I was like, yeah. like to run? I was so confused. So you have the lingo down the
1: L.A. and the
0: <laughs> Canadian. Yeah,
1: gotta flip, gotta flip gears depending on what side of the border.
0: Right. Um, that you're on. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's also interesting. I love that you gave credit to your son because that's what designers I mean, I'm even getting older. And my assistant, I'm always turning to, you know, what's out there, what's cool. And Cynthia Summers has her daughter who's like, epic, like, she's just gorgeous and stunning. So I think that's a really, you know, I love that you called him out and and, uh, thanked him for that. Uh, So Superfly was just um, uh, everything. Oh, another question I was gonna ask you, director X, if you guys don't know, he's like the protege of Hype Williams. Now the connection between you working with Director X and Orphan,
1: what? No, is that where did it come? How did you get that job with Director X? Director X, um, we came up at different times in Toronto. Like I used oh. to do videos in the eighties. That's my thought. He was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. Um, and my my. My com- my connection with Orphan and, and Superfly is Joel Silver. <gasps> Got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Silver Pictures. and Got it. Br- So I've worked with um, Joel with Warner Brothers and then with Sony. Gotcha. So that was the connection.
0: No, it was, it's so interesting because I was going just through your resume and thinking, I always like to know how people get such a different job from this job. And yours is just, and that's another thing too. It's like, to look at your resume and see all the opportunities that you grabbed. And, you know, Joe Silver saw your genius in Orphan and also saw your genius in Superfly. I think it is a testament to
1: producers, you know, believing in you. I wish he'd called me sooner. By the time I got on, they were going to camera in a few weeks. (laughs) So wait, on Superfly or Orphan? Yeah, on Superfly. Um, Mm I think there were, you know, for whatever, when I was on something. So I had to leave a project a, almost a week, two weeks early. And um, whoever was supposed to start that show, yeah. it didn't happen. but by the time I got called, they're like, oh, and I said, when are you going to camera? Yeah. And this was, we prepped two weeks before the Christmas holidays came back and went to camera two weeks after. And as you know, prepping two weeks before is setting up shop Interview. of course I was in Atlanta for a week before we went on hiatus um, for the holidays and came back and went to camera this happened so fast that we were literally we were doing the camera test okay and the marketing on the same day really it yeah. was that crazy people don't know that it's like you know
0: like Ellen when when she did the last showman she was like mandy my prep time was like A week. It was it's crazy. And it sounds like and but let me tell you, it didn't show because Superfly everything looked Oh, the female character. Oh my gosh, was that his girlfriend? Yeah, Lex Lex Lexi Scott. Uh, (laughs) Did you just love and and it looks to me like, you know, a lot of your work people may think is all male. But when you look at Creed and you see the lead girl on Creed and you look at uh, Superfly you can you can dress a woman do you do you like do you like getting into those characters too um
1: i like it's it's not m- m- women or men i mean it's 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 about the story the story yeah who they are in the story totally. and it was so easy it could have been so easy with superfly to make this character especially living in atlanta look a certain way right and- It was important. Lex and I really talked and we, you know, not only talked amongst ourselves, but then had to talk to the director X and then the studio about having her character look a little different. Yeah, no, special. yeah, that she was special. She, you know, she would, she had her best friend was a stripper and worked Mm in, you know, uh, worked in a bar, but she owned and managed and curated at an art gallery. And creating a look for her that she felt she could roll in, hang out at the strip club, yeah, but yeah. also hold and you know a fundraiser in an art gallery. I noticed that there was a there was a touch
0: of Michelle Pfeiffer Scarface. There was a touch of um, upper, you know, you had um, a sophistication. It mm-hmm. wasn't. I didn't feel a cheapness. She just. I, I didn't even get to her clothes until later on in my research, and I was like. Damn she looked good, oh my gosh, you did such a such Thank a you, great so job and i can't I can't stress enough to any college students watching this the people that I have on do your research because the movies are just they're endless they're television work you know it's something that you can dive into for research uh, this is a question that i I started kind of asking on the last interview uh, actually a couple of interviews ago if you TV Mm -hmm. show, film, modern, in the past, if you could be a fly on the wall to watch the designer work, not to redesign it, to watch a designer work, do you have a project that you wish that you were there to see how it went down?
1: Game of Thrones. Done,
0: hands down. (laughs) Hands down, there's your answer. Sign
1: me up. I will assist, I will PA, I will get her coffee, Michelle Kaplan, my hero.
0: no. Sign you. Okay. Well, I love. I love that you already <laughs> uh, that you already had an answer to that. I had watched an interview with her the other day, and she could talk about making smoothies for two hours, and I was just like, "Uh huh, uh huh." <laughs> You're yeah. so eloquent. Wow. Okay. I want to take. There was a couple people before because we only have about seven minutes left. I know that this um, uh, person out there, but I think that's his name, he wanted to ask a question. So I want to make sure I get to those questions. Um, what was something else I wanted to oh, What are you doing right now during quarantine? I think you're always busy. You don't have to say if there's any secrets, but anything
1: <laughs> cool that you're up to? Um, it is very busy. I am. I have a webinar with Brianna Weiss, uh, stylist, next week. Oh, yes, um, I saw um, for- that. For new students and people wanted to get into the industry because right. I did start my career as a stylist. I've consulted, I've set up, you know, a few variety shows with the host and stuff like that. So she wants to bring me on to talk about that world. Mark. And then um, I am I've got a passion project that I'm mm-hmm. working on that I'm really excited about. Okay. Okay. I am I get asked a lot of T- a lot about how to, how did I get into this business mm-hmm, from young mm-hmm. women of color? But when someone reached out to me from Jamaica, and she's still a student in uniform, how, how did wow. I become a designer? And her reaction when she found out I was Jamaican really moved me. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, around the same time I discovered through her gorgeous fashion, we have to talk about her, Colleen Morris Glennon, her her, her own, her own. Is yeah, fantastic. But then I realized, hold on. She's a costume designer. And she's Jamaican. So I reached out to her and I said, we have to talk. And we FaceTimed and we talked for hours. Um, and wow, something just popped up on my screen. Um, worked, um for hours and said, you know, we have to share our journey. And when we did, we talked about it and I realized hold on, there's also Jennifer Bryan, who's also a Jamaican costume designer. And Boy, I all love her, of us have you know, have worked in fashion. And, oh, Colleen, I Lyon, was gonna say, I isn't Lyon. that her? She's yes. so supportive, I yes. get messages from
0: her. I love her.
1: Yes, well, she's in the UK, so she's staying up for this, and Thank um. You. And uh, so the three of us have decided to do a conversation. I love that. Sharing our heritage, sharing our growth, how we got here, what we've done, and having it so that we can share it with that community. How you are know? we gonna see it? How am I gonna see that? Well, I, it's, you we'll know, wait. we'll wait, we wait. Okay. Coming, okay. You know, okay. Right I now. love,
0: I couldn't imagine you and Jennifer. I, Jennifer, I met years ago. And I just became like, how can I hang? How can I be your friend? And then when Meredith told me about you, how can I be your friend? I mean, this community, (laughs) it's just so cool. And I think that's what's happening with conversations like you're doing. You really are bringing people, you're giving them a voice.
1: Well, I'm also showing young women like that. And not just young women, young people like that who aspire to be designers, whether it be fashion designers, stylists, costume designers, that we exist out here.
0: We've, I, we've huge, done it. Huge. I'm
1: from a little place called Broughton in Westmoreland, Jamaica. And I- I love how the I, accent got a little sassy right there. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Big up to the yachties in the house. I
0: love this. And no, I think that's, I think that's so important that, and, and that someone had the guts to reach out to you too. Right? Like Colleen did that.
1: Yeah, and we, um, you know, we're talking to the Jamaican observer, you know, so we're putting it out there that we're going to do this, and okay. we're going to post it, and um, I can't hopefully, wait. Hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll get something from it.
0: Oh, I think, I think any conversation, and you know, during this time, I think it's a, where we dig deep, and we, we're like, well, maybe I used to not, you know, I didn't really think to talk about that, but right now, it's about connection empathy, and we have one minute left. I just want to say, first of all, and most of all, thank you, Antoinette, for saying yes to today. And thank you to the viewers. And thank you to Western Costume. Is there anything that you want to say before?
1: We've got 40 seconds left. It's all yours. Well, thank you for doing this. I really oh. have I've enjoyed them. I'm so happy they're now on IG Live because I Me didn't too. miss IG TV because I've missed some. I'm but this is important because we don't connect enough. We don't talk to each other enough. And I'm meeting like Eric. Hello. Isn't that cool? I know. You I know, feel like Warden I have Grove. so many friends now. <laughs> thank you so much, Meredith, for the love. You know, Cynthia. Like there's been some really great, um, t- you know, interviews. So thank you for doing this. Perfect timing. 10 seconds. You are You are made for camera. <laughs> this is going to be great. Thank you,
0: everybody, for tuning in. I don't know why I just went like this. Thank you, Antoinette. I'll text you. Thank you for being here.